forever. Dog. The shocking fury continues. This week on the podcast, Petals on the Wind by VC Andrews. Welcome to Teen Creeps, the podcast that discusses trashy teen horror. I'm one of your hosts, Lindsay Katai. I'm another one of your hosts, Kelly Nugent. And today we continue with the Dollenganger children series, Petals on the Wind, the sequel to Flowers in the Attic by V.C. Andrews. Mm-hmm. Do you want to know what the full logline is? Yes. The horror began with Flowers in the Attic. The shocking fury continued with petals on the wind. And the shattering terror erupts in If There Be Thorns and Seeds of Yesterday. <laughs> the shocking terror. God. I can't remember if Edwin's trying to join the podcast. Yes. I can't remember if she did more than one or more than two of the series. Do you remember? I do not remember. Niederman takeover for If There Be Thorns. Uh, I don't know. Because in If There Be Thorns, suddenly it becomes Jory's story. Jory, Jory, Jory. The boy? Yeah, the boy. The son? The little boy. Julian's son. Ugh. Weird, right? Ugh. (laughs) Oh, man. Let me tell you something. Yes. I usually really love the actual V.C. Andrews written books. Mm -hmm. This, I did not like this book. It's bad. It's so repetitive. It's so sloppy, too. It's, it's sloppy. so repetitive. It was somehow even worse when I listened to <laughs> Why? Because you had to hear people constantly be like, no, I can't. Ah, we can't. Also, Kathy, we can't. Catherine, we can't. <laughs> Catherine. Um, my lady Catherine. I Also, the woman who read it was doing like kind of an annoying Kathy mm, voice. Mm-hmm. And an even worse Carrie voice. Oh no! It was I, I really bad. It was really bad. Um, and then I went to find it. I thought that I bought it on Audible, mm-hmm. and now it's not there, and you can't find it anywhere. And I oh. know I listened to it. It's you know, real. I, I remember because you were like, I couldn't. St- I wanted to know what happened, so I listened to it, and it's not that good. And I was like, I don't believe you. And then here we are. <laughs> It's not very and good. And now here you are eating your fucking words. I know. I'm eating my fucking toast, man. <laughs> um, I do appreciate the image on the back of the book, though, um, to give me kind of a picture of what these people look like. Yeah, very important. Very important. Very important. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's very beautiful, as we thought. You know who's less hot than I thought? Chris. He looks bad in this picture. Yes. Also, he like looks like a ice dancer. His outfit's like an ice dancer outfit. Compared with the image for Flowers in the Attic, it is a real bummer because yeah, um, they look very pretty in that one. Yeah. Um, no, he's like all washed out. He does not look good. There is. So I'm looking. I'm looking the, at the wiki trying to figure out if. Oh, if this if if she wrote any of these other two. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out how it broke down. Why aren't you telling me B.C. Andrews wiki? Seems like the kind of thing you'd know. Oh, she did. She wrote all of them except for Garden of Shadows, which she began and Niederman completed. Interesting. Really? Yeah. Wow. 
I mean, okay, so here, like, you can kind of tell which thing, like, these themes, which themes, right, that are present here, if you were doing your V.C. Andrews bingo. So we've got incest. Incest for, uh, top. Yes. Lots of incest. Yes. And, Uh, like, incest, incest where everybody knows what's going on and thinks it's bad. Shocking. Except for Chris, who's like, it's fine. Well, (laughs) and except for Paul at the end, who's like, go be with Chris now that I am dying. Oh, my God. That was wild. There was, like... Uh, he's like as long as you don't have children it's fine i know and she's like i don't plan to (laughs) except guess what y'all she has a kid it's not chris's so it's fine but um so we've got older man molestation Mm -hmm. we've got older man love we've got not rags to riches but like rags to being comfortable because like (laughs) comfy because paul's she's like doing okay yeah i would say it's kind of rags to riches we have um, dressing up like your mom at a dad figure. Oh, yeah. Because she dress, straight up oh dresses like her fucking mom to Lawyer Bart. I was forgetting that that happened with heaven. <laughs> I totally was forgetting she that. She dressed up like her mom at her dad. And she's dressing up like, and, and Kathy's dressing up like her mom at a sort of dad. Wow. But also a guy she's fucking. Uh, we've also got... Um, ruins one relationship by uh, not being able to let go of revenge. Yes, we've also got um, I'm having trouble getting close to a guy I'm not biologically related to because I am in love with someone I'm biologically related to. <laughs> Which is, I feel like that c- falls under the incest that's umbrella. True. I guess it's like incest, but also <laughs> like I can't get away from the incest because like it's just so burned yeah. in me. Yeah. Yeah. Um. We've got a uh, dark-haired mustache. Oh, dark-haired dark mustache. Dark-haired man with mustache. Um, we've got beautiful mother. Beautiful mother. But trying to look present. like beautiful mother. Trying to look like beautiful mother. Um, and also like kind of evil slash like withholding mother figure, mm-hmm. um, which we also saw in heaven. Um, unexpected child. Child before you want a child. Yes. Um, now in this one... She, we actually see her have like a life and a career. And I feel like in all of our other books, we've only ever um, seen the characters when they're really young. And they're basically trapped. Yes. Like there is a very strong tether to their house. Yes. Like the actual house. The literal house. This one, she's not. Because she's not at Foxworth Manor until she returns later, which is crazy. Yes. Um, And seemed like an afterthought. Yeah, it's it? in like a different book. I was like, yes, what's happening here? It jumps to her and Bart. And I was like, who the fuck is this? Dude. Okay. Also, who like, is Emma? Fun move. But, oh, she was just like a babysitter that then stuck with them through the, the, the rest, rest of, the of their book. fucking lives. I was like, when she, Emma first showed up, I was like, what? who is this? And it's like, and Emma's great because she doesn't ask questions. Yes. Oh, my God. she knows full well their brother and sister. Hell, hell yeah. They look exactly alike. And- also, like, they probably talk all the time. So, okay. So, uh, like, I guess we should. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll read the back of the book, and then maybe we can kind of, you know, go through what happens. Yes. For Carrie, Chris, and Kathy, the attic was a dark horror that would not leave their minds. Of course, Mother had to pretend they didn't exist, and Grandmother was convinced they had the devil in them. But that wasn't their fault, was it? Kathy knew what to do. She knew it was time to show her mother and Grandmother that the pain and terror of the attic could not be forgotten. Show them. Show them. Once and for all. I wanted this book 
to span less time. Yes. Honestly. It's too much. If it was just it's like the Paul, if we took out the Julian bullshit, because like, honestly, I really hated Julian and like, I, the ballet oh, shit with man. Julian was. Oh, uh, we've got um, spousal rape. Yes. That's another square on the bingo. Yes. Actually, she is raped by every single love interest in this story. Yes. She's raped is, by everyone. Does that happen in every VC book? What happens no, with Heaven? Because Heaven doesn't get raped by Troy. Yes. Troy, you know what? Correct. If you're well, a but good, he's too old. He is too old. Oh, no, wait. No, he's her uncle. No. It's not great. He's not that old. He was super old in the movie. Oh, yeah. I'm he's sorry, not I was that forgetting. Old. He's he not is, that old. He's, he's not that old. He's 47 in the movie, but in the book, he's 20. <laughs> <laughs> that was the other thing. Okay. When, um, but when he takes off his shirt, he's 20. <laughs> yeah, that's true. He's 47, <laughs> but then he takes his shirt off and you're yeah. like, oh, it's it's okay I, now. It's I do remember younger. our extremely visceral reaction because we're like, ew. ew oh, oh. <laughs> mama, mama. Um, I guess we do have to watch all of the Ruby movies. Oh, come on. How can we not? Yeah. And then it, honestly, it might be kind of. We're going to make you guys work for it again, though. Yeah, no, that'll be our 2K. Yeah. 2K mark. And then. Also, like, it might be kind of funny for us to watch it without having read it purely because yeah. we will not know what is going to happen. So it's going to yeah. be such high drama. Yeah. Although, well, uh, yeah, because that was the fun of, because we hadn't read all of the yeah. Heaven books. So when we so were like, this Troy? isn't right, this isn't right. And then it got into a book we didn't know. And then all of a sudden, pieces of another book jumped in. Yes. And then they were like, remember when Troy turned out to be alive? And we were like, oh my fucking God, <laughs> Troy's alive. <laughs> that might be kind of fun. I forgot about that. And also, it'll save us from having to read an Andrew Niederman. Yeah. Um. Okay. So... In this book, Kathy, that's the thing. If we it's had been 13 years. That's so long. She starts the book 15. She ends at 27. Also, do you remember when Kathy Sorry, is like 28? Also, okay, the book ends when she's 28, right? And do you remember how many people are like, you're too old to have kids? And I was like, Kishwanti, <laughs> she's in her 20s. Does it say it for her? I thought it was saying that about the mom. No, someone, it's when Paul is like, it doesn't matter if you go to be with Chris because you are too old for children. And she's like, you're right. I will go with Chris. And or I was he, like, yeah. Paul, you are twice as old as her. No, no, no. He says that. He doesn't say you're too old. He says you can't. Yeah, you can't because you're Because of the your birth age. of Bart was so difficult that now she can't have kids anymore. Oh. Yeah. Here's the thing. Was I Because I was like. A lot. Yes. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> they that happened in one sentence. Like all of a sudden, Bart, baby Bart just exists. What the fuck is baby Bart's name? J Bart. Wait, it's a Bart Scott for Paul's dead son. Oh, that's Bart right. Bart Scott Winslow Sheffield. What a what a just like lyrical beautiful beautiful. Name. You know Bart what? Bart Scott Winslow <laughs> Sheffield. I was born in the wrong decade. <laughs> um. Okay, and that was the thing about this book too was like, if it was, seriously, I, if it was just her, I felt like once Chris left to go to college and then it was like her and Paul, I felt like her turn to seductress was like way too fast. So fast. And then it jumped to like, now she's going to 
do ballet and like the whole shit with Julian. I was not interested in the I Julian I wanted shit. Julian to die so much faster. Seriously. I wanted him, I mean, I wanted him not to exist, but if he had to exist, the fact that, ugh, I was so annoyed. Okay, so with the, here's what I think this book should have been. And mm. then we can like, maybe there's a Julian type character who's not Julian in book three. Sure. Petals on the Wind should have purely been Love Triangle with Scott, or with uh, Chris. Chris and Paul. Yes, yes. It was enough. That's all you need. It was enough. And it it takes her to her early 20s. And yeah. like it ends the book with her like going to be a, a ballerina. ballerina. Yes. Because it's too, we just, she's married to Julian for six fucking years. Yeah. Six years that it just skips over. She endures a six year long abusive relationship. Yeah. After all she has been through. Yeah. So it shouldn't have been, there should have been hints that she was into Dr. Paul before Chris left. Yeah. Because the fact that suddenly she's seducing Dr. Paul makes no sense. Because I get that like VC is trying to first kind of be like, because that, well, she's like the anti-Audrina. Yes. Whereas Audrina's trauma made her um, like not want to have sex. Yeah. For... Kathy, the trauma made her, and like seeing her mom, she was um, like sex obsessed. Well, yeah, and she also, because she was like, oh, that's how my mother had power, and that's how she got men to do what she wanted, and like, like all that shit tracks for me, mm -hmm. where she's like, okay, I want power. I want someone to care about me, because people so did not care about me so much that they locked me in a fucking attic for years. Mm -hmm. Great. I get yeah. that. Yeah. And even maybe throw in her like flirting with some like rando guy in town or something that like doesn't even get a name. Yeah. Fine. I, I did not like. Book three could have been Julian and Bart. Great. Because that's the thing. And there also were Crystal. Four guys. It's too many guys. Too For many guys. For one book. For one book. Yeah. That's it, it, why then in book three, you got to jump to Jory's story. It's like, exactly. well, we've burned through Kathy's 20s. And also, I hate to say it, don't give a fuck about Jory. I don't care about Jory. I mean, maybe I will once we get there, but like. This was having some very strong Gone with the Wind and its sequel Scarlet vibes. Mm. When I also. But only the red and Scarlet story. Obviously, uh. There's no civil war no civil in Petals on the Wind, and there's no slavery. Right. But so that's there important is, to note. In this book, a tricky portrayal of a person of color. Yes. It's like, so she's definitely a mammy. Yes. There's no way around it. No way they're around in it. They're in the South. She's a large woman, and she takes care of them. And she's mute. Mm -hmm. For some reason, there's some sort of like, She's a congenital speech. Yeah. Um, um, so she has to write. But the issue of Kathy's own prejudice is addressed. Which is And cool. she's like the hero. But also it's like Henny only exists to serve our white characters. Yeah. And, and then she's well, like barely in it. Right. And she has no life of her own. Yeah. And has no history. No nothing. Yeah. She just loves her doctor son. Yeah. Which is a bit. Yeah. Which is very. Very mammy. Yes, it's very mammy. So it sucks. It does. Um, but so 
I understand like the whole thing of like, this is Kathy's trauma. I think the problem that I have, or I don't even know if it's a problem, but I was just so frustrated with Kathy when she kind of seems to, for no reason, turn on a dime it is and protect such a narrative failing. Yeah. Like there it are just too big narrative track. Because here's the thing. Kathy's personality is that she is fucking vindictive to a fault, which I like about mm-hmm. her. I like that this crazy ass bitch broke into Foxworth and yes. like whipped her own grandma. That is fucking fun. That was great. Loved that. That's like chef's kiss, VC Yes. Andrews. This is like dream of all dreams. Yes. Sneaking around, doing weird monologues at the grandma. Bringing like a a strap of Carrie's hair because she's died. Yes. And like leaving, like putting it by the grandma's face and then like whipping her butt. Whipping her butt with the switch that she, the grandma used to use on her. Leaving a wound that will not heal. Putting wax oh, in her yeah, hair. Melting a candle in her hair because, because the grandmother tarred Kathy's hair in Flowers in the Attic. The imagery too of this grandma with, just the tuft of hair and the ribbon Ugh. tied around and her the hair. brooch still around her yes. neck. Like that, I loved that. That was so peak VC Andrews. Mm-hmm. So we had some excellent moments like that. So you're, te- I mean, I get it. I have, you know, we've all been victims. Like you learn to make excuses for the person that traumatizes you. You mm-hmm. even can love the person that traumatizes you because you associate love with trauma. That being said, she doesn't say she loves Julian until it just seems like when it's narratively convenient for VC Andrews. Well, it's the same reason she marries Julian. It's narratively yeah. convenient. I hated that. I fucking hated I it. I hated that. I understand she's trying to create the drama of like, oh no, I like a Romeo and Juliet. I took the poison because I thought you were dead. Yeah thing because she's engaged to Dr. Paul. They are so perfectly in love and happy. Mm -hmm. They're so happy. Mm -hmm. And then she goes to London Mm -hmm. to film the ballet that they're in. Or not Giselle. um, Nutcracker? Yeah, I think Nutcracker. And and she's there with Julian. And Paul's sister Amanda shows up, who she had yet to meet. And she's like, oh, yeah, that story that Paul fed you about his wife, Julia, oof, more spousal rape. Yes. Because it, so Paul had this wife, Julia, who had been molested by a cousin as a child. And they got married. He didn't know about it. She has a horrible relationship to sex. She doesn't want to have sex with him. He rapes her. Multiple times. Um, impregnates her. He, he's not proud of the fact, but he did it. And also, she I hate has a that baby. He, he describes what is rape. Yep. Then says, according to her, I raped her. Yes. And I was like, Paul. But so he says that that first time. And then later he fully acknowledges that he forced himself on her. He's like, well, I didn't know that she. No, this is after he he's like, oh, I knew she didn't want it. And then I. No, no, no. He's saying I didn't know that she like had trauma. But it's like, you don't have to know that someone has trauma to know that they don't want it. No, he was doing, he was talking about that after finding out. Really? Even after he found out, he would rape her. Oh, yeah. Even though he was having extramarital affairs. I know. And he's like, it didn't, it just, it was, ugh. And honestly. So, so yeah. So, Julia was so traumatized that he's out having affairs that she takes their three-year-old son, Scotty, 
and uh, tries to drown the both of them in a river. Mm-hmm. And Scotty didn't make it, and Julia didn't make it. And then Amanda shows up, and she's like, guess what, bitch? Julia did make it, and she's been in an institution. Here's a picture of her. Yep. And Kathy is like, wow, I guess I will immediately marry Julian for no reason. While I'm here. Even though I fucking hate him. Yes. Yeah. While I am in London? No, yeah, they no, fly no. back. It's when they're just like abroad, though. Because I know that they they get a like quote foreign minister to like yeah do it, so they fly back already married. That pissed me off so much because like I'm like I get it. There are she doesn't even call him. No, she comes back and is married. The thing that pissed me off, and that's the thing he thinks they're still gonna get fucking married. Yes. So okay, I'm sure you're probably wondering who the fuck is Doctor Paul. Oh yeah. Well, (laughs) at the beginning of the book. Carrie, Chris, and Kathy like escape from Foxworth Hall, and uh, they're no on a time bus. Has passed. None. It's, it's like yeah, that continuous. Time. Carrie's very sick. Uh, and, they've all been slowly poisoned with arsenic, and they're all yeah. And Carrie is smaller, so she's like not doing well. She's barfing. That part actually, I I really liked that part. It was like very heartbreaking when. Kathy keeps throwing up and there's like this rude passenger on the bus who's like complaining about the smell and the bus driver's trying to kick them off. Like that part feels very, like there are moments that I'm like, this is so good VC Andrews stuff. And then Henny interrupts and it has like a mammy situation where she like protects the kids and, and gets them to go see a doctor that they so need to see, which is her employer, Dr. Paul. Dr. Paul is all alone in a big house He's a widower. He has secrets. He, I fuck his hands up. Uh, Kathy, the second he meets her, her description of that was shocking. <laughs> I was like, he is. This sounds like it took five minutes yeah. for him to just look her up and down. The and I fuck her. Um. The oh, I should say I I announced that my best friend Bonnie would be doing the episode. with oh, us. Oh yes. Sadly, Bonnie could not come up here to LA uh, for the weekend to record with us. Um, she'll do another VC Andrews with us at another time. She will. And we cannot wait for it. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. It sounds like it lasts well, forever. Here's the, here's the problem with writing somebody that is, um, with writing somebody that is, uh, you know, supposed to be conveying information because this is in first person mm-hmm. conveying information to us to understand mm-hmm. but also be ignorant of like what's happening yeah all of the moments of like he seemed to be looking at me in a hungry way what's that about but like you know you just full said it well. was hungry yeah yeah okay so um reluctantly the doctor came awake okay because he's like sleeping in the yard and like chris and kathy also like this whole time even though carrie's like barfing all over the place Chris is like you know I will never stop loving you and she's like only as a brother and then I am so (laughs) sick of that after the second time I was like okay you are instigating this Kathy you are instigating this incest yeah she does and then she gets mad at him I know she will like She's like, and then I don't know what was happening but suddenly I was on top of him and I was kissing him (laughs) and then I was like you're my brother (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I'm like, Kathy, you knew. You always knew. You knew yeah. always. Okay. Uh, he, stare- he stared at us long moments as if disbelieving his eyes. 
I knew he looked strange in our many layers of clothing. He shook his head as if trying to focus his eyes in such beautiful hazel eyes they were, bejeweled with flecks of blue, green, and gold on soft brown. Those remarkable eyes drank me in, then swallowed me down. He appeared dazzled, slightly <laughs> drunk, and much too sleepy to put on his customary professional mask. That would keep him from darting his eyes from my face to my breasts, then to my legs before he scanned slowly upward. And again, he was hypnotized by my face, my hair. <laughs> it was hair that was far too long, I knew that, and it was clumsily cut on top and too pale and fragile on the ends. He's doing this the whole time the brother's standing there? That sounds like it took 20 fucking minutes. 20 minutes! 20 minutes of just like memorizing her form. <laughs> and... And this bitch is wearing two fucking dresses. She has the gall to, after this moment, later in the book, be like, why is he looking at me in such a manner? You you said immediately that he was drinking you in. Drinking you in. I The fact that she plays so dumb about this, I'm like, girl, you're telling us the info. Especially when she's saying, like, I knew what power I had and I'm yes. honing my power. It should have just been that always. Yeah. Just always know yeah. that's just your character. If you're going to go Lolita, character. go full Lolita. Yeah, don't pretend you're <laughs> don't all pretend over to be the Audrina. place. Look, V.C. Andrews needed to sit down and yeah. track Kathy's progress yeah. and her emotional journey of how much of a Lolita she was being at any given moment. Because it, it is very inconsistent. Because that's the other thing, too, is like on top of that, on top of her being like, I know the power I have over men, which really how beautiful can she be um people are constantly telling her the power she has over men yeah so she's getting it from like seeing it and then also from people being like oh dr paul i fucks you all the time yep and she's like i don't know what you're talking about it's like literally every man she meets Li every man she meets yes and she is somehow constantly aware of it and questioning what's going on yeah be consistent that's yeah. all I ask for. It's fine. If that's the character track being taken, mm -hmm. it's an interesting track. Let's stay on it. Yeah. And I also love, too, that it, she, uh, only knows, she only knows how to be sexy how her mom was sexy. Mm -hmm. So she like does, she just imitates what her mom yeah, she's 15. would do. Yeah. So I'm like, I like that for her. I love that for her. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a great look. <laughs> I just... I just felt like her turns were just to make it soapy. Yeah. And it, it was really annoying. It pissed me off. There could have been, here's, I mean, go full Jane Eyre. Have it be that like, yes, Julia is in an institution. Yes, she is alive. Mm -hmm. Yes, Paul, Paul has been, for some reason, putting off their wedding even yeah. though they've been engaged why why does he keep putting it off it's so mysterious sometimes he seems so close but then he seems so mm -hmm, distant mm -hmm. and i don't understand what's going on and then amanda shows up and she's like julia's alive he visits her now and then but she's crazy yeah and he won't divorce her yeah and that's why he's putting you off and then i can understand and like you confront him about it he admits it then you marry julian in like a vengeful mm -hmm. self-destructive rage but yes. for her to get this false information, keep Paul a saintly rapist. That's the problem I had with that. Yeah, it's the saintly rapist thing. Yeah, he's like supposed to be the best 
man Option. in her life. Yeah. Like, I feel like we're supposed to be rooting for Paul. Absolutely we are. And that pisses me off because honestly, well, there is no such thing as a non-rapist in a VC Andrews That's book. true. That's true. That's true. I mean, unless you're Troy. Unless you're Troy. But if you're not a rapist, because you, you're hindered by window trances. You're window trancing and if you're doomed because you're just going to f- ride a horse off a cliff. Yeah. It, so. If you don't rape, you will die by a horse cliff. You will die by a horse cliff. Um, yeah, so like... It, or you it, won't. Or you won't. Yeah, you'll make people you think won't. it and then you won't. <laughs> oh, that's what it is. Is it's either incest or rape. Or, or sometimes both. both. Yeah. But you cannot... You can't be just be nothing. a guy. You can't just be a man. No. I and, and that was the thing that kind of was bugging me too was like, it's, you know, V.C. Andrews is like inventing these ways for like her and Dr. Paul to not have to, or, to, to not Things get to be driving together. them apart. I'm like, girl, you got enough. But there was like next to nothing driving them apart. But like, also like, we could have just had, uh, what's her name? Kathy feel differently about the facts that already existed. Yeah. Instead of just being like, mm, I see. Like, she, she has been raped by her brother. Yeah, but meanwhile, she's like, oh, well, I understand because your wife was so rigid. And she didn't give you what was your manly duty, which mm-hmm. was sex all the time. Again, if you can't handle your wife's sexual trauma, leave. Mm-hmm. Leave. Well, I understand. Also, yeah. Sex is a healthy part of a sure. relationship. If yeah. you can't deal with you not can't having work it. With her, you you got you got to be like I need that's something that I need though so like it's not going to work yeah. I'm sorry I'm so sorry that yeah. I can't be on this journey with you yeah that I cannot handle it yeah but tell you what rather than rape you yeah I'll just leave yeah that's I'll fine. just end the relationship I think Julia probably would have been fine if he left yeah I'm I, happy 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 alive alive and happy um. I mean, not happy. Not she happy. has a lot of She's stuff to lot. deal she with. Has but she trauma. wouldn't have been raped. She again, again. I mean, and not by him. Mm-hmm. She still lives in a Julie Andrews. Ju- Julie Andrews. Julie Andrews. <laughs> she still lives in a in a VC Andrews world. So she probably will get raped yeah. by somebody else. But and what do you do with a problem like Maria? <laughs> I just if if Kathy had felt differently about the facts that already existed about Paul which is that he is a rapist, that or he... She found that out. Yeah. She, that was she, what she found yes, out that and drove she could her be like, away. Wow, that's tough. And he could be like... And he could... If you want to make it morally gray, which to me, it kind of... Once a rapist, always one, but whatever. It, it, this is a V.C. Andrews book, so I'm cutting it some slack. He could be like, I was crazed like that. I should not have done that. But like, I'm a different man now. And she could be like, I don't know if I can get past that. And like... That that's enough, but instead we have to create this Julian shit and like, yeah. Also, make her be more cognizant of her desire for Chris, and then that could be enough to she, kind of pull. She apart. isn't. She isn't. Again, like pick a lane. She yeah. She both knows that she like every now and then self awareness will creep in, and she's like. I didn't really want him to find someone else, even though I kept telling him to find someone else. Like, yes, it was so seldom. Most of it was just like, forget me, Chris. We can't be together, Christopher. Not in that way. It's sinful. It's sinful. Also, like, she's like, whoa, why is my hand on your dick? It's sinful. Get away from me. We're so sinful. It's just like grandmother said, we're evil. 
Um, and she'll be like, I don't know if I just molded my body to his, but Ugh. I remember that moment and I was like, girl, yeah. stop. Uh, I think that you do know. You do know you did. You did. Acknowledge your part in this. Yes. Like you, I get it. You don't want to be in an incest couple. That's fine. That's cool. That's tormented. But yeah. admit that like you kind of do want that. to. But be honest with yourself. Because here's the thing. If you're running around screaming about how you don't want to be in an incest couple, <laughs> it means you probably kind of do also. Because most people aren't just like every day like, I don't want to be in an incest couple. You, you might be in an incest couple. Just say that once. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you are wearing a nightie, going to your brother's room, and then running away from your brother's room screaming, I don't want to be in an incest couple, guess what? You Use just might be in an, an incest, incest couple. couple. There was so like, okay, <laughs> if you keep finding yourself somehow molding your form to his, <laughs> you might be in an incest couple. The The things that like kept fucking happening in this book were one coming out of bedrooms after like hooking up with someone and then seeing another person that you're like kind of in love with and then being like oh no and then they they, they get mad and run away or you're like by the fire and you're so many by the fire moments. so many like getting too close to someone by the fire and then the other person walks in and you're like no i i wasn't that so many so many gifts from a person that you receive and you open in front of other people and then the other people are like that's too personal yeah. to be from either a brother <laughs> or a doctor <laughs> oh man who has adopted us literally thank you so much for the lingerie for christmas <laughs> when she's like when she puts it on she's screaming she's like then why did you give this to me it was a very like say goodbye to these <laughs> moment cuz she's like so the second chris like chris is like uh so chris and her, and her and carrie are like living with dr paul and he's like i'm not asking for anything from you guys just stay here as long as you want i'm lonely whatever then C Carrie gets sent to like boarding school and experiences oh, a very Carrie's bad story. Carrie, so sad. So sad. Chris decides to go to college and he wants to become a doctor. So he gets sent off. It's just Kathy and Dr. Paul and Henny at the house. And it's like night of. The night. Like literally they're like, goodbye, goodbye. She Close like the door. books it upstairs. She puts on her nightgown. Into her negligee. That was given to her by her adoptive father. Yes. <laughs> it's baby With, blue. Like, everybody's sitting around yeah, watching there. her open this. <laughs> everyone's like, Meanwhile, oh. Chris is like, I don't like, like the way he looks at you, Kathy. And it's like, yeah, you could also have referenced <laughs> that present. You could also have referenced the silk negligee that our adoptive <laughs> father gave to me. So she like puts it on and it's got this like little shawl thing outside. And she like dee -dee 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 down the stairs. And he's like smoking by the fire. And a pipe, mind you. Oh, yes. And he's wearing the red robe that she. The red smoking jacket. That or she whatever. and her siblings got for him. Also weird. Weird. A weird <laughs> gift. No one knows what gifts to give because they're, they're addict children. Yeah, they're addict children. They're they grew up like, in an attic. They don't understand. <laughs> they're like boy negligee. They're like boy negligee picnic basket. I don't know. Yellow flowers cut from paper. <laughs> so they give Donuts. it to him. He's oh yeah, powdered donuts. He's <laughs> sitting and he's wearing his smoking jacket and he's smoking. And she like pads over to him. And he's like, oh, I didn't 
hear you. Come over here. She's like, yeah, it's because I padded. And then she like touches the side of his face and he's like, he like starts like, (laughs) (laughs) he's like breathing really hard. And she's like, "Mm." she's like, like, I just found myself touching the side of his face. I didn't even know what I was doing. I was like, you definitely know in your 90s. You you definitely know. Hold on. I need to find. I'm tired of this. I suddenly found myself doing that. Like you walked purposefully. You walked in there with intent. I need to find this part because it was truly like the, the, it's, it's, it's the similar thing of like when he first looks at her and she's like, I don't know what that look means. He's like staring at her and she's like, he looked strange, like hunting, like he's hunting. (laughs) Anyway, I don't know what his, his look meant. And he's like staring. strange, like he had an erection. (laughs) I could see the erection in his eyes, but what did it all mean? He he looked strange. His eyes looked strange, like all the blood had left them and gone to his penis. (laughs) Gone elsewhere. (laughs) So he's like, like, his crotch was glowing. I didn't know why. (laughs) With the the light of a thousand suns. (laughs) (laughs) What know I? I'm merely an attic baby. (laughs) So she's like, I don't know what's going on with him uh she sits in his lap <laughs> i was like what are you doing she's like i don't know what i'm doing like t- grazes his face and he's like you come down here you touch my cheek like this fuck i need we need to find this like their first interaction tra- i was I like i was looking in my phone to see if i could to see what um photos they took of passages let me see. I found it. Okay. 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 okay, okay. It's long. Oh it is my like pages God. and pages. <gasps> oh my God. It's so long. And he is so, wow. I did not have the chapter titles. What's the chapter title? Enchantress dot 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 me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You didn't have the chapter titles? Is it not in the... Condal? It was just like chapter, or maybe it did. I just don't remember that. Okay, are you ready? It's, it might be a little long, and if yes. it's too long, I'm sorry. Soft firelight glowed in the living room. The gray logs had guttered into ashes in the hearth, and Paul, wrapped in his warm red robe, sat in a wing-backed chair and slowly drew on a pipe. I gazed at his smoke-haloed head and saw someone warm, needing, wistful, and yearning as I yearned and I wished. And being the fool I often was, I drifted toward him on bare feet that didn't make a sound. How nice he'd wear a gift so soon. I wore a gift from him, a soft turquoise peignoir of airy fabric that floated over a gown of the same color. He started to see me there, so near his chair in the middle of the night, though he didn't speak. (laughs) Page turning. To break the spell that was somehow binding us together in a mutual need. There was a lot I didn't know about myself, nor did I understand what impulse lifted my hand to caress his cheek. His skin felt raspy as if he needed a shave. He put his head back against the chair and tilted his face to mine. Why are you touching me, Catherine? (laughs) His question was asked in a tight, cold voice, and I could have felt rebuked and hurt, but his eyes were soft, limpid pools of desire. And I I love the phrase, limpid limpid. pools. (laughs) It is such a writer thing. It's also gross. It sounds disgusting. And I had seen desire before, only not in the kind of eyes he had. Don't you like to be touched? Not by a seductive young girl wearing flimsy clothes who is 25 years my junior. 24 and 7 months your junior, 
I corrected. <laughs> and my maternal grandmother married a man of 55 when she was only 16. Gross. She was a fool and so was he. My mother said she made him a good wife. I added lamely. Why aren't you up in your bed asleep? He snapped. I can't sleep. I guess I'm too excited about school tomorrow. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> then you better go to bed so you'll be at your best. I started to go, really, I did, for the thought of warm milk was still in my head, but I had other <laughs> thoughts, too, more seductive. Dr. Paul. The thought of warm milk was still in my head. <laughs> I hate it when you call me that, he interrupted. Use my first name or don't speak to me at all. I feel I should show you the respect you deserve. A fig for respect. I'm not different than other men. A doctor isn't infallible, Catherine. <laughs> Why are you calling me Catherine? Why shouldn't I call you Catherine? It's your name. And it sounds so much more grown up than Kathy. A moment or so ago when I touched your cheek, you flared your eyes at me as if you didn't want me to be grown up. Ugh. What page is this, by the way? 70 now. Okay. 70. You're a witch. In a second, you change from a naive girl into a seductive, provocative woman, a woman who seems to know exactly what she's doing when she lays her hand on my face. My eyes fled before the onslaught of his. I felt hot, uneasy, and wished now I'd gone directly to the kitchen. I stared at fine books on the shelves and the miniature objet d'art he seemed to crave. <laughs> Everywhere I looked was something to remind me that what he needed most was beauty. Catherine, I'm going to ask you something now that is none of my business, but I must ask, just what is there between you and your brother? Oh, you mean like all the times that he's like putting his hands around her waist and shit and they're holding hands and cuddling? Mm-hmm. Canoodling. My knees began to click together nervously. Oh, dear God, did it show on our faces? Duh. Why did he have to ask? It wasn't any of his business. He had no right to ask such a question. Common sense and good judgment should have glued my tongue to the roof of my mouth and kept me from saying what I did in a shamed, lame way. Would you be shocked to hear that when we were locked up in one room, always together, four of us, and each day was an eternity, that sometimes Chris and I didn't always think of ourselves as brother and sister, he attached a bar in the attic for me so I could keep my muscles supple, Ugh. so I could keep on believing someday I'd be a ballerina. And while I danced on that soft, rotten wood, he'd study in the attic schoolroom, poring for hours over old encyclopedias. He'd hear my dance music and come and stand in the shadows to watch. Go on. He Ugh. urged when I paused. Ew, he's getting off on their incest. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> I forgot. I stood with my head bowed, thinking backward, forgetting him. Then he suddenly leaned forward, seized hold of me, and yanked me down onto his lap. Tell me the rest. Ugh. I didn't want to tell him, yet his eyes were hot, demanding, making him seem a different person. Stalling first, I continued with reluctance. Music has always done something special for me. Even when I was small, it takes me over and lifts me up and makes me dance. And when I'm up, there's no way to come down except by feeling love for someone. <laughs> if you come down and you feel your feet on the floor and there's no one there to love, then you feel empty and lost. And I don't like to feel lost or empty. And so you danced in the attic and dwelled in your fanciful imagination and came back to the floor and found the only one there to love was your brother? He said with icy heat, burning his eyes into mine, right? You had some kind of love you reserved for your little twins, didn't you? You were mother to them. I know that. I see that every time you look at Carrie and speak Corey's name, but what kind of love do you have for Christopher? Is it motherly, sisterly, or is it... <sighs> he paused, flushed, and shook me. What did you do with your brother when you were locked up there when you were alone? Seized by panic, I shook my head and pushed his hands from my shoulders. Ah! Chris and I were decent. We did the best we could. The best you could? He fired, looking hard and belligerent, as if the kindly gentleman I knew had been only a disguise. What the hell does that tell me? 
all you need to know. I flared back. Yeah, why are you playing dumb right now, Dr. Paul? Seriously. I flashed my eyes with temper as hot and red as his. You accuse me of seducing you. That's what you're doing. You sit and watch every move I make. You undress me with your eyes. You take me to bed with you with your eyes. You talk about ballet classes and sending my brother to college and medical school. And all the while you imply that sooner or later you were going to demand your payment. And I know what kind of payment you want. I took my hands and ripped open the peignoir reveal or so the skimpy bodice of the aqua nightgown was revealed. Look at the kind of gift you gave me. Is this the kind of nightgown a girl of 15 wears? No, it's the kind of gown a bride wears on her wedding night. And you gave it to me and you saw Chris frown and you didn't even have the decency to blush. Then he laughs in her face. <laughs> and then, oh. His breath was hot on my face, his face very close to mine, so I could eat, see each strong dark hair that poked from his skin. Uh, blah, blah, blah. <gasps> I forgot that he fondles her breasts right here. Yep, there's a lot of fondling of Kathy's breasts. A lot. Mostly by Christopher. Yeah, he loves to fondle her breasts. Ugh. So, okay, so he's fondling up her breasts. Then my nipples rose up hard and oh. I was breathing just as heavily and fast as he was. Would you undress She's for- really explicit with the nips touching in this book. Like, yeah. But you know what's weird though? In other books, it's sort of like she like rushes yeah. through it. She doesn't want to get very far into it. But it is really explicit with Paul and with Christopher and with Julian. But it's all above the waist touching. It's very yes. booby touchy. Well, until she and Dr. Paul actually Oh, Paul goes together. down on her too. Mm-hmm. Um, would you undress for me, Catherine? He whispered oh. in a mocking way. Would you sit naked on my lap and let me have my way with you? Or would you pick up that Venetian glass ashtray and crash it down on my head? He stared at me then, suddenly shocked to find his hand where it was, cupping my left breast, and he yanked his hand away as if my flesh burned him. He pulled the fabric of my frail peignoir together and hid what his hungry eyes had devoured before. He was staring at her lips, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> um, he's then like, I'm sorry, Catherine. I don't know what possessed me to do what I did. I forgive you. And then he's like, why? And she's like, because I love you. And he's like, what? And then she <laughs> says some shit that I'm like, girl, what? I love you. And I'm yours when or if you want me. And you say you can't, that you don't love me. But you'll be lying for I see it in your eyes every time you look at me. Blah, blah, blah. You don't have to marry me. Just love me when you need me. Yep. That's now we're at page 73, which is the like one of two photos I took of this. And I took it because she now she like tells him about her and Chris. Um, Yes. And then. Oh, yeah. She does. He says, our our eyes used to meet so often and without a word spoken, he could comfort me. And he said, my eyes did that for him, too. That wasn't bad, was it? I shouldn't have asked. And of course, you had to look at each other. That's why we have eyes. (laughs) That's why I took a photo of it. Is I was like, "Mm, okay. Also, so she's like, then she's like, you know, I wasn't really thinking of my brother when I would fantasize about men. I thought of like a blank faced, dark haired man. Mm -hmm. And I think maybe you're him. I don't know. And he's like, oh, you're such a romantic. And I'm like, you (laughs) literally. What a romantic moment. You just heard her tell you about how she and her brother fucked in an attic because they were locked up there. By her mom, and you have a boner right now. Well, also, he was trying to get more and more out of her. It was disgusting. Yeah, it's gross. He was like needling her. This is the part that I was like, I mean, I was grossed out the whole time, but for this part, okay. 
So he, you're making fun of me. You think I'm only a child. You think if you kissed me, it wouldn't be exciting. He grinned, accepted the challenge, and slowly, slowly <sighs> his head inclined until his lips met mine. Oh, so this is what it was like. A kiss from a stranger. A kiss from someone that's not your brother, you mean? Yes. That he is exactly what she means. Electric tingles sizzled madly up and down my arms and all those nerves that a child my age wasn't supposed to have burned with fire. I drew away sharply, afraid. I was wicked, unholy. Still, the devil's spawn. And Chris would be shocked. Girl, what? Chris will be jealous, not shocked. Yeah. What the hell are we doing? He barked. Yeah, what the hell are you doing? What kind of little devil are you to let me handle you intimately and kiss you? Gross. Fuck you. So then he's like, I'm not going to fuck you. And she's like, but, but. And he's like you know, being kind of icky with her. And then he carries, oh. <laughs> then he, he picks her up. And, and she's he, like, oh, good. We're going to have sex now. Yeah. And he's like, you are beautiful and desirable. But don't tempt me too much, Catherine, for your own good. And then she says, you don't have to love me. Just use me when you need me and that will be enough. It's so sad. I mean, she's starved. I know. This is she's so an sad. addict, baby. Yeah. I, it, this, this really shows that like uh when it is really gone into i don't like incest yeah <laughs> it's too much like I we talked about yeah. before how it's like ooh it, when it's like in fiction it's yeah. like well i like it when it's forbidden and they're trying to keep themselves from doing it yeah, and not to say I'm ever like, ooh, yay, no, incest, no, 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 but no. like it's it's one thing when it's being like hinted at and the yeah. desires are there and it's it's like, ooh, like taboo. Yeah. It is another when I'm just reading about Chris fondling her. I was also, like, too much. I was like, no. Annoyed and bored by the third time it happened because it was the same exact thing. They like, keep doing that. He would go, like, she'd be standing on the fucking balcony and then Chris would come out and put his arm around her waist and then all of a and sudden- then she'd like lean up against him seductively. And then he'd touch her titties and then she'd be like, no, only a sister. Only a sister. Sister, only as a brother. And then they'd you start- You have to forget me, Chris. This book was so, so much- So repetitive. Of, aside from the relationship with Julian, this book was so much of like her and a guy starting to make out and then being like, we can't. And then doing it again. And then we can't. And like that over and over. Yeah. Like her and- Her and Paul. Her and Chris. Her and- no, never with Julian. No, never with Julian. Her and Bart. Her and Bart. And I and then at the end of the book, it's like, so she's like, oh, maybe Paul was the like mysterious dark-haired man I saw in my dreams. And then she's like, oh, maybe Julian was the mysterious dark-haired man of my dreams. And then by the end of the book, she's like, no, now it was clear. It was Bart. And we've spent the least amount of time with him. And he is the no, I, Julian's obviously the devil. But he is he sucks. not nice. We never see them in love. We are just told that she loves him out of nowhere. Yeah. And then he dies in a fire. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> he like dies under the corpse of a grandma yeah. in a fire. I I do want to say props to VC Andrews um, for the depiction of like, because I would argue that when she first hooks up with Paul, Dr. Paul, 
it's not supposed to be love at that time and that she's like a love addict kind of like she mm-hmm. and and that depiction of the like how she just wants to do anything to get him to de- to act on his desire for her yeah because it makes her feel desired and that and that makes her feel safe yes and it's addictive her being able to have that power over him when she had no power ever like i certainly when i was like first like you know, a teenager when I was like first dealing with attention from men, like that, that like completely tracks that feeling of like, I will, all that matters to me is to get the, like to get this person to make me feel desired because I need that. Like that, I, I was like, that's really well written like that or not like, like well portrayed. Yeah. Portrayed really well. Um, I would say that's the plus to this book. I, mean, I got her really annoyed writing with what it ended is up. as like beautiful yeah. and soapy and melodramatic as ever. Oh, love it! But oh, the narrative leaps just to create drama that did not need to be there, and her staying with Julian, the most despicable option, for six years as he's like squandering their money acting as their manager so controlling rapes her beats her uh cheats on her steals from her won't let her see her uh, brother and then it turns out that he was molesting carrie yeah i was like son of a bitch also okay and then carrie's like no i loved him and i i loved the way he made me feel and like it's Poor Carrie. Also, when when um Carrie or uh, Kathy is like, oh yeah, Julian, um, it's disgusting that he likes teenage girls, and I'm like, girl, what? really? It Can is we... because guess what? Paul fucking liked you when you were a teenage girl, you dumbass. Also, can we not gloss over this fact as though yes, and, and like you're just standing by and letting it happen? Yes. Also, I I do like. V.C. Andrews is really good at like creating, this is I guess another plus, is that the frustration that a person can feel when like everybody else has kind of enabled an abuser and they're like, no, you know what? Like you need to stay with him because like you're the only person that can save him. Everybody in that fucking ballet industry. conversation. I wanted to puke when everyone's like, well. It's really just because he's a scared little boy who felt like his dad didn't appreciate him. That's why he like rapes and beats you. Yeah. Ew. Yeah. And you have to save him because like without you, he'll go crazy and probably kill himself and yeah, this is a really like it's like my sweet Audrina was crazier, but better for it. Yeah. And it wasn't just. Scene after scene mm-hmm. of being molested mm-hmm. or abused. Yeah. Well, and it was clearer. Like she was being gaslighted and lived in a crazy fantasy land of everybody lying to her. Mm-hmm. Well, it was also clearer in in My Audrina Sweet Audrina, in honestly in Heaven. Mm-hmm. It was clearer that it was like clearer who is in the wrong. Yes. That like it was clearer that like all the men pretty much suck because men suck. 
right? Like that's kind of the the thesis of these, that it's like, yeah, dude, men are always going to try and take what they want from you. And that's the way our system is. So you have to, if you try to fight against it, you're not going to make it. And honestly, the only way to play this game with men is to use the resource of youth and beauty that you have that's going to go away as quickly as you can, because that's the only thing that happens. And even then, it's never enough. Like that is the world of VC Andrews. Yeah. That is her universe. And honestly, and I, I, I think oh, that's- Her life must have been awful. awful. And honestly, and I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that because it's a clear statement and we understand the rules of that world and we mm-hmm. understand what it's saying about the world we live in. Yeah, the messaging is clear. Whereas in this, it, we're supposed to, it, it feels like we're supposed to love Chris and we're supposed to love Dr. Paul and we're supposed to love Julian and we're supposed to- in the end, be on Bart's side. I think here's here's what I think. What what I felt barely know Bart beaming towards me. From so annoying that we were supposed to want her to end up with Doctor Paul or Chris. Definitely. Yes, I think we were supposed to be like, girl, this is a bad relationship for you for Julian. I think we were not supposed to care yeah. for him. But then, but what about the end when it's like? She's like, oh, now I finally realized that I was in love with you this whole time. And if I had just I, told you, then you wouldn't have beat me and been so terrible. Was she trying to make his death more sad? Because honestly, Maybe. like. Because that did not track. No, I was like, where is this coming from? That's the part that I was like, I get that a lot of times we tie trauma to abuse. Or, or I'm sorry, trauma to love. Mm-hmm. But she was never yeah, feeling she that She wasn't way. like that. She knew he was a. Like she the hated devil him. the whole time. And then he's when and then he, all of a sudden she's like, No, I should have shown him. It was me. It was my fault. And also this happens Kathy, after where is this coming from? He fucking breaks her toes. Yes. Like she is so she is very self-aware. And the she's entire smart. book. Except We've been for around right her. then. That's the problem. I'm like, it, it doesn't track and it seems to only serve to make his death sadder and yes. to make to drive a wedge now because now Julian's gone mm-hmm. between her and Chris. Because you'd be like, oh, yeah. why wouldn't she go with Chris? Because she loves Julian all of a sudden. Well, and her and Dr. Paul. Yeah, but then why can't she go and, back to Dr. Paul? Because of Julian. And like Jory is supposed to mean more because he came from love. When she's like, wow, I really loved Julian when I would look at Jory because he looks like Julian. I was like, what Ew, what? Yeah. What? And then... Bart rapes her. There is so also like much. There's so her, much rape. Her in this body, one. her choice, and you can do whatever you want. Oof. But if I were her, I would have aborted that baby. Yes, because but she's like supposedly in love with him, and and that's also supposedly thing. that's what she was aiming for. Dude, her long con with Bart though. See, that's why Bart. Bart I think needed his Bart own needed book. book three because that was Bart should have been a book. Yeah, long project that had potential to be vc andrews gold yes it was about bronze for me how it stood in the book now the bart part was like participation <laughs> trophy for yeah me. until the end when she's dressed like her see mom. that the only reason why it brings it up is for that moment and that like it spurs her sneaking back into foxworth to whip the grandma but see i award that part that's I, separate i cannot award bart because that part is a plus gold yes that is like, that should have been book three. Yeah. That should have been If There Be Thorns. Because Petals on the Wind should yeah. have been all about like her, if it had been a whole book of her truly trying to find her own happiness. Mm-hmm. 
something about her past crops up and ruins it at the end of book two. So book three, she's pure vengeance mm-hmm. and then goes back to Foxworth. Foxworth? Foxworth Hall. Foxworth Hall to, with the aim of seducing Bart, having his baby, proving she's her mother's daughter, and bringing down the house. Yeah. And then it ends with Bart dying tragically because you've spent a whole book getting to know him. And now she's got Jory and Bart. Because the other thing, or too. Or there's no Jory. Yeah, I don't, we don't, I don't need, need Jory. Jory and Bart is a double beat. <laughs> yeah. Also, if we had spread it out, I think we could have had not, I, I think we could have spent more time with Carrie and thus had more impact at her death. Because it did seem- As it was, I was like annoyed by her. Yeah. I was just like, girl, snap out of it. Mm-hmm. Because the thing that was bothering me with that- And that would have spurred her yes. finally going after Bart. Yes. Instead of happening in the middle of it. Exactly. Because so what ends up- And that would have been a perfect way for her to be like, now's the time for yes. me to fuck my mom over. Exactly. Because she basically killed Carrie. Yeah. Carrie's death mm-hmm. would have made her snap. Yes. because. Here's as it happens, Carrie goes to boarding school. She's picked on because she's really little. And the boarding school girls are really she was mean. deprived of like sunlight, nutrition, and had been getting poisoned yes. by arsenic. The boarding school girls are really mean to her and they lock her up on the roof and she falls they through. Tie her arms and blindfold her and gag her. Yeah. And stick her out on the roof. She tries to crawl back in but ends up falling through the roof, breaks her leg. Is there all night? No one knows where she is. For like maybe even longer. I feel like it was like a day. It was long. Yeah. It was like all night and throughout the day. Yeah, because they couldn't find her. We still can't find Carrie. So Kathy's able to find her. They nurse her back to health. Um, And then she starts going to school. She still's not making, she goes to regular school. She's not making any friends um, because she just feels outside. She doesn't know how to connect to people and everyone makes fun of her for being so small. So she has this complex about it. Like she just mm-hmm. thinks she's not beautiful, even though she is. Um, and then that's why Julian is able to molest her on her. And so then she's molested by Julian. And it turns out she remembers more than what Kathy gives her credit for from her mm-hmm. time in the attic. Um, and also she lost a twin, which is very hard on twins. Um, Especially in that situation. Yeah. So she has all this going on. Then she meets this guy. So then now at this point, she's like 20. She's 20. Yeah, that's right. She's 20 and Kathy's 27. And the thing is, this is all we know about Kathy or Carrie. Yeah. Is what Kathy's told us, which is this. And then she's like. Oh, yeah, she meets Alex. Alex is great. Mm-hmm. He loves her so much. And he's like, I'm debating between being a an electrical engineer and an electrical engineer and she's like great i hope it's an electrical engineer because she has you know fucked up she shit about she's religion sinful. yeah because of her grandma and because she of remembers. julian yes and she also's like because i liked it does that make me wrong and like mm-hmm. blah blah she it, is just full of shame she's full of shame and it's full of so, shame and trauma and loss and grief it's very sad it's very sad so julian asks her to marry him and she's like great and he's Alex like asks her. i'm sorry Alex. So he's like the nice boy that like fixes stuff around um, 
Kathy's new house because Kathy mm-hmm. has enacted her plan to go to fucking Foxworth. Oh, because Alex is a side character. He is not related or rapey. Right. So he, yeah. So he's like, I love you. I want to be with you. So will you marry me? And she's like, yes. And he's like, I want to be a minister. By the way, I've been saving it for marriage because doing it before then is sinful. And she's like, mm. <laughs> Uh, and she remembers like all that shit, like everything that we just said. And she suddenly falls ill. Oh, she sees the mom on the street. Oh, right. She sees the mom on the street. She tries to approach her. Mom acts like she doesn't know her, pulls her hand away. This to Carrie cements that she is bad because if your own mother rejects you, then you must be totally worthless. Mm -hmm. So then she falls ill. And they can't figure out what's wrong with her. Her hair starts falling out. She has a high fever. She's throwing up all the time. She can't keep anything down. Um, and then Kathy looks in the uh, closet and there's arsenic. And then, She's been eating arsenic donuts again. Yeah. There's donuts there and all of them have been eaten except for one has a bite taken out of it. So she's been poisoning herself. Quickly. So she can die like Corey did. And then she dies. Mm-hmm. And it... That should have been the thing that snapped for Kathy. And I think it would have been more impactful too because there were a couple of moments where Kathy's like telling us the story and she's like, Carrie seemed really happy. Mm, I should have known it was just a false face. Anyway. Anyway, I'll get to that later. Yeah. And I'm like, but what are some other, like I would have liked to spend some more time with Carrie because I felt like her story was undertold. It should have been just her, Chris, Carrie, Paul. Yeah. Whole book. Yeah. And it should have been, like I said, between Chris and Paul. Mm-hmm. Carrie dies at the end. Maybe that drives Chris away. Maybe, well, maybe somewhere in the book, okay. Paul had already. How about this? So she she moves to Foxworth with the intent of just spying on mom. Mm-hmm. Not to Foxworth, but the town near Foxworth. Mm-hmm. With the intent to spy on mom and Bart, but not to enact her plan yet. Mm-hmm. She has Carrie with her. Carrie's living her life, blah, blah, blah. Carrie dies. All this stuff kind of happened, like with Carrie happens. Carrie dies. That makes Chris mad at her for taking Carrie there. Mm-hmm. So then Chris is like, you, like, I don't know if I can, you know, whatever. I'm, I'm pissed about that. So that's the dr- wedge, wedge between Chris and Kathy. Mm-hmm. This pushes Kathy to do the, get pregnant with Bart's baby plan. Yeah. And revenge on mom. So then that, starts to happen and maybe it's like yeah that should have been its own because i think in all the books chris should always be yeah there yeah no it should have just been paul and chris because mm-hmm. the bart stuff is late should be later yeah so and then maybe even like apart from being you know too old and a rapist uh molesting a girl who's underage and he didn't need to be a rapist. That's oh, Julian? No, 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 Paul. Oh, Paul. Let's yeah. just say he's not a rapist. If okay. we're rewriting this, Paul's not a rapist. Yeah, great. But he did have the tragic backstory. Yes, and let's have let's still have the thing where like you think the mo- the wife is dead, but she's not dead. Yeah, great. So that's happening. Paul is nothing but good. Yeah, but she's still torn between Chris and Paul. Carrie dies. She snaps. And leaves Paul just because, like, she feels like she doesn't deserve him. And yeah. she she leaves him because she's way more concerned about enacting revenge yes. than yes. she is 
staying with the man who loves her. And also, I mean, we could even still have the thing, right? Because he's like, you should just forget that. And she's like, I can't do that. Yes. Also, I'm like, Paul, every time Paul was like, you need to forget that. I'm like, Paul, her mom tried to fucking kill her and did kill one of her siblings. Yeah. Forgiveness is not an option. It's like one thing if Chris is saying that because he's dealing with that same trauma in a very different way. But that's his story, not Paul's. Right. Although Paul is more supportive of Kathy than Chris. Of of what she needs. It's like, yeah, I can tell that you need to do this. Go. Get it out of your system. Be careful. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, he was planning on marrying her and like just kind of hanging around his house and sometimes going with her on ballet trips. Mm Mm-hmm. He was willing to like let her do whatever she wanted. So she should have married him. Yes. Early on. So, okay, we need to talk it about been like they, she finally marries him mm-hmm. at the end of the book. Paul. Yes. Yeah. But then that's when Carrie dies in the rewritten. Yeah. Yeah. So in the real book, um, I want to talk about mm-hmm. the 10 out of 10 plan of dressing up like yes. her mother. Beautiful. At Bart. Yes. So <laughs> she, him. so she like, at the Christmas party. At the Christmas and she's party. Like, Surely everyone remembers this dress from uh, 15 years ago. <laughs> Luckily, it's a dress that never goes out of style. Mm-hmm. So she gets a custom made dress from memory of what her mother wore at the Christmas party that she and Chris like stared through a little hole in the fucking wall when she was like 12. So she does it, gets her hair cut to look like her mom. Mm-hmm. Then, like it did then. Like it was then. So that she looks like the image of her mom. What's missing? Oh, the jewelry. No problem. <laughs> I will just use the key that I pocketed from Bart for the back door. No. Or how did she get that key? That is a wooden key that Chris made when they were locked up that they would use to sneak out. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's a wooden key. That's right. That's right. She did say wooden key. Okay, so she, what's missing? My jewelry? Not a problem. Yep. Pop up to what's mom's missing? room. An, invest, an invitation? Not a problem. Not a problem because I have a wooden key. So she uses a wooden key for like the back entrance, mm-hmm. servant's entrance. Gets in, goes into mom's room. She sprays on her mom's perfume. I forgot about that too. Yeah. Oh my God. It's bad shit. It's crazy. She. He, she remembers her mom's uh, pin or whatever, fuck, combination. Yeah. Her, her pin safe, number. Her pin number. She takes out some money from the ATM. <laughs> it's in the room. From the Chase Bank. And jewels come out. <laughs> uh, she, and it's her mom's birthday, which she was like, wow, I can't believe she hasn't changed this. Um, puts on all the jewelry, sprays herself with the perfume, and then just descends the stairs. Everyone fucking turns and looks. Mm-hmm. And the mom's like, fuck. And she's like, that's right. And Bart is so confused. <laughs> she's like, hold on. I'm going to see if I can pull up. Because her speech Her speech is, is bananas. It, like, if I were at that party, I wouldn't be like, wow, I can't believe that Corinne did all this. I would be like, who is this crazy person? <laughs> oh, that's right. So she. Oh, and then Bart's cover up that he hired an actress. Who looks like his that wife lie. to play a fun joke. He's like, hey, rem- it's the the ballerina Catherine Dahl. Oh, my God. Okay, okay. Um, So she's sneaking around. She's putting on the nurse. Oh, she goes into the old attic and she's like, fuck, this is messed. 
Oh my god. Okay. Okay. Merry Christmas, <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Winslow. Who's Bart? Come dance with me, just as you danced with my mother fifteen years ago when I was twelve and hiding above, and she wore a gown just like the one I have on now. Everyone's like frozen. I'd like to introduce myself. I am Catherine Leigh Foxworth, the firstborn daughter of Mrs. Bartholomew Winslow, who most of you must remember was first married to my father, Christopher Foxworth. If I was in this crowd, I'd be like, I've already lost no, the thread it's of like, what, what you're saying. Remember, too, that he was my mother's half uncle, the younger brother of Malcolm Neil Foxworth, who disinherited his only daughter. I'd be like, wait, who disinherited who? I was who? like, who's Malcolm? His sole remaining heir because she had the unholy temerity to wed his half-brother. What is more? What? I also have an older brother named Christopher, too. He's a doctor now. Is she passing out, like, pamphlets of a family tree because I've lost it? (laughs) Once I had a younger brother and sister, twins, seven years younger than I, but Corey and Carrie are dead now, for they were... That Christmas party 15 years ago, Chris and I were hiding in the chest in the balcony while the twins slept in the end room of the northern wing. Our playground was the attic, and never, never did we go downstairs. We were attic mice, unwanted and unloved once money came into the picture. (laughs) And then Bart's like, bravo, Kathy! (laughs) You play your part to perfection. Congratulations! (laughs) Ladies, gentlemen, let me introduce you to Catherine Dahl! who many of you must have seen on stage when she danced with her husband, Julian Marquette. And as you have just wish, witnessed, she's also an actress of merit. Kathy here's a distant relative of my wife, and if you can see any resemblance, that explains it. <laughs> In fact, Mrs. Julian Marquette is one of our neighbors now. You may know that. Uh, since her resemblance to my wife is so remarkable, we cooked up this little farce between us and did what we could to enliven and make different this party with our little joke. Make different this party with our little, little joke? joke? What is that sentence structure? Come now, Kathy. Certainly you want to show off your dancing ability after that fine dramatic performance. That was forcefully dancing with her. Both of them sound insane. I would be like, I A don't know what she said. B believe everything. Yeah. Also, so she keeps like doing outbursts like that. And he he doubles down. He's like, ha ha! Actress extraordinaire. And then the <laughs> wife or uh, her mom starts like crying. She's losing it. She's like, I've never seen her in my life. And he's like, perhaps the joke went a little too far. Come, Catherine Dahl. I've upset my wife. <laughs> Everything's normal and good. And they have like a private meeting. Grandma's there. Grandma's there. She has a wound that won't heal, uh-huh, which is the whip on her from, bottom from, uh, from when Kathy snuck in. And then. He's like, is this true? Mom's like, no, 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 it's not true. Never seen her. Is this true? Is this true? Is this true? Yes. <laughs> and then Chris shows up and he's Out like, of nowhere. nowhere. He's like, I came to save you. How and I was like, from what? Would he know? Yeah. Where she was. How would he know? He's like, I came to get you. It's really important. We have to go now. And oh, she's yeah. like, and then, and Bart is like, hey, is this true? And he's like, yeah, my name's Chris. She locked us in an attic. We had two younger siblings, uh, Carrie and Corey. And, uh, blah, 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 blah. Okay, we have to go. Yeah, and he's like, okay. And they go Mom out, back out. has snuck off. Uh-oh. Fire. <laughs> Mom started a fire in, in the, the attic. attic. Bart comes out with her. Yeah. And then... She's like, mother's Corinne, Yeah, starts screaming about the evil grandmother. Bart... For some reason, runs back in, and then they get trapped and suffocate and die. 
Oh, I also wanted to talk about, speaking of Bart being stupid, mm-hmm. uh, when, so he's like, ah, I'm just not into my wife anymore. She gained weight and she's getting old. And you're so beautiful. You look just like her, but you're very beautiful mm-hmm. and young. And then he's like, mm, she just came back. Yes. <laughs> she's lost some pounds and she got a facelift and she looks fucking hot. And I was like, this is a 1970s I was, facelift. I was thinking the same thing. I was like, there's no way. There's no, there's no way, way she looks good. I'm sorry. There's absolutely no way. A 1970s facelift. No. She went on a cabbage soup diet. Yeah. And got a 1970s facelift. And she's like, I'm basically 20 again. And he's like, wow, 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 wow. He's like, yes, this is true. You look amazing. I was, I couldn't buy it. It's ridiculous. I couldn't. I also could not buy the sexiness of Dr. Paul's mustache. His <laughs> mustache. Because <laughs> like he one day has one and she's like, just like I told you to grow. And she keeps petting it. Bart had one. Oh, yeah. Who she kissed when she was 12. Yeah. So she has like a thing with it. Yeah. But I just couldn't see it. I was like, I don't see it. The only... Like Tom Selleck, I guess. That's exactly what I was about to say. Is I can only think of one person where I'm like, yes, mustache. And I think it's Tom Selleck. I kept picturing him as who else? I can't think of another actor. Errol Flynn. Kevin okay. Klein with a mustache is pretty cute. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Actually, that is true. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we have cast Kevin Klein in this part. Great. Yeah, I could see. I could see that mustache. That's okay. It's just that she was just like, oh. Like the fact so that she kept petting it, I was not interested in that. Like beards, yes. Mustaches, no. Yeah, there's just something. I mean, I do, sometimes I do like, a, it's sometimes I do like a mustache on a guy. Like if I see a guy that looks good in one, I'm like, oh, that looks nice. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I just don't ever really want to be petting it. <laughs> if that makes sense. Like I don't need to be. I agree. Yeah. I've considered it. Mm-hmm. I weighed the pros and cons of petting and not petting, and I have come to the conclusion that I also would not pet. Here's the thing. If you want to pet someone's mustache, that's great. Good on if you. that's your kink. Yeah. I don't want to yuck your yum. I don't want to yuck your yum. Mm-hmm. If your yum is to pet a man's mustache. Great. Great. I just hope he's not your much older uh, guardian. Dr. Guardian. Dr. Guardian. Because <laughs> I, Dr. Guardian. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Guardian Medicine Man. <laughs> Dr. Doctor Guardian Medical Man. Oh, that's right. Dr. Guardian Medical Man. <laughs> I wonder if anyone else likes that bit. Because, <laughs> like, you and I really like it. I think it's, like, funny, silly I thing. would have to go back. Is that I, – I think it was – It's from Public Domain Theater's yeah. problem. It's from Public Domain Theater – Michael Crichton, medical man. Yeah, Michael Crichton, <laughs> medical man, which is, we were just so, I think it was, we were very tired because it was when we used to do public domain after Teen Creeps and it was at the Forever Dog Studio and I think yeah. it was probably a heat wave. So we were like tired and, it, and hot. Was it just us? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, and we were, it was the same episode, I believe that was the bug <laughs> Oh, wow. We were tripping. Yeah. No, like there was something up. <laughs> there was something in the air. Because it was the one where we did like the bug, the, the, the royal the, bug the, wedding. The Brecht bug musical. <laughs> it's like, 
<laughs> You're coming over here. <laughs> yeah, it was. Like, Prince is having a wedding. It was like very like dissonant, like. <laughs> Um, but we always reference that and I think it's very funny, but I have never seen anybody tweet about it or like, no, like somebody did. They do. But I also, I don't think we've mentioned it that much. Not that much. I just, I think I feel self-conscious when I mention it. Cause I'm like, I, I don't know if, if anyone likes since this, but when have we worried about this podcast being accessible to all? I, I think never? never since we started a podcast about yeah. YA Pulp Fiction from the yeah, 90s. We started a podcast with no listeners. Yeah. And then Pizza Cat joined us. Pizza Cat. We love and you, Pizza Cat. And a couple other people. Mm-hmm. How many listeners did we have before we got on Feral? Like, <laughs> like 100? Like at most? Like 80? 75. I yeah. want to say rounded out at 75. So if, ooh, if you are a listener from before we went on Feral Audio, tweet at us. Yeah. And show us a receipt. You're in the... <laughs> <laughs> Show your show, work. Show your work. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, so I don't think we've mentioned it that much, and I think fans don't care. And if people do mind it, I do not care. Yeah, and if they do mind it, they probably just push forward thirty a couple times. Also, how long does it take to say "medical man Kelly"? <laughs> <laughs> not long, Doctor Paul, medical man. <laughs> Funny. Doctor Paul Doctorson. Um, so Paul medical woman. Doctor Doctor Paul medical woman. So so. Oh my God! Fire Doctor Bart. No, not Doctor Bart. He's not a doctor. Lawyer Bart. Doctor Paul has had a heart attack. That's why Chris showed up. And then he has four more or three more. Yeah, what? Which they say like in one sentence, they're like, by the way, it's been four heart attacks. By the way, four heart attacks. He can't move. He barely speaks. Also, Bart Jr. exists. Yeah. Bart Jr. exists. And like, it's basically her and Chris now. Mm hmm. And yeah, because Paul is like on the verge of death. He's like, you, Chris, go be happy. Have all the sex you want because now you can't have birth because of the whole. You can't have birth. Because of the. You can't have birth. Because I am no longer a medical man. And yes. Bart Jr. tore it up coming Bart out. Because Bart Jr. fucking sucker punched his way out of your <laughs> cervix or however that was. It was like alien. Yeah. It was messy. <laughs> alien, but out your ovaries. Yeah. So that's what happened. And then Paul dies. And she's like, wow, I now have the blessing. So me and Chris and Emma, who I've only talked about for a couple pages, but you should know but by who- now. Definitely knows that Chris is my brother. She just doesn't ask questions. But she doesn't care, apparently. She just wants her paycheck. We're going to move away and we're going to pretend to be a family. Yep. And they do. And it ends. Like, it's the fucking little shop of horrors. And there's a little baby Audrey, too, in the yard. what? It does? She she now has twin beds in an attic (gasps) and has been storing food in a fucking picnic basket. oh yeah oh yeah and i was oh, like yeah. what where did this come from yeah yeah yeah. okay okay she's like she's like oh what is crazy is that the house that we bought i went up into the attic and there's twin beds in there and she's like i don't totally remember doing that but and i would never put my children there yeah and then she's like but the other day i went and bought a picnic basket just like the kind that grandma used to feed us and i don't know why and i've been storing food and honestly i don't think i'm like my grandma but like but like Dot, dot, dot. But dot, dot, dot. 
End of the book. end. Also, okay, when she That's was com- nuts. I was like, it was this a through line? Like you think it's in your fucking DNA to lock kids in an attic? Nature versus nurture. <laughs> the grandmother yeah. did lock her in in the attic. Yeah. She did. And we learned that in this book. Mm-hmm. Um, no, we learned it in the first one, too. Oh, yeah. She does say that. Mm-hmm. Um, did you feel... Okay. Warm and fuzzy? Yes. I thought <laughs> this was a very heartwarming book. Did you feel like... That's not that bad. When she was complaining about the food that the grandma would give them, where she was like, at first, she gave us great meals. And then after a while, it was only fried chicken and potato salad. I was like, that seems fine. <laughs> So confused about like, the I don't, food they were getting. She was like, Ugh, it was just sandwiches and chicken, fried chicken and potato salad. It sounded so much worse in the first book. And yeah. then the way that she was describing it here, if I were Paul, I would have been like, well, that's wrong, A. Yeah. But like B, it sounds like you were getting some pretty good dinner. Yeah. I was like, that seems fine. Like, I don't know. I guess she was trying to say like no vegetables. Okay. Yeah, but like I don't need any vegetables, Kathy. So like, get over it. <laughs> I mean, it was, and I'm fine. I live on like eggs, yogurt, cheese, toast, and cereal, and I'm <laughs> so healthy. <laughs> it was, and soup, and she gets soup. She does oh, get soup. That moment where she was, it, it was like, <laughs> this was also a thing where she was like, and the soup was always lukewarm. And I was like, so they did cook it though. It was cooked. <laughs> it was cooked. It wasn't just water and a potato. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that could have sounded more horrifying, but I do remember it being more horrifying. It and was. And there is the part where like the mom goes on her honeymoon with Bart and they don't eat for two weeks. Yeah. And that's why she does get fucked up from that. And she doesn't even realize that she's hiding food. That made sense the at the house. beginning of the book. Yeah, it did. I liked but that. It didn't make sense where at the end she's like, am I turning into an attic mom? Yeah, which I guess maybe she is. I guess because the next book starts with Jory. Her, um, it starts with being in Kathy's head. Oh, really? And she's like kind of wigging out a bit. And then she's like, but this is Jory's story. And then it cuts to Jory. Really? Yeah, it's weird. weird. How much of it have you read? Just the first page because I was like, how does mm-hmm. this start? Mm-hmm. Because of the whole like, Yesterday, I bought a picnic basket. <laughs> picnic basket. What's that from? Uh, Yogi. Boo-boo-boo. Yogi Boo-boo. Bear. Boo-boo. 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 A picnic um, basket. So that was Petals on the Wind. Honestly, I don't know if I say ride. read it. I say this is the most explicit, most stomach-churning mm-hmm. read. Simply because it is so, like, she really... The scenes of molestation from really, Chris. really happen. Yeah. Versus in My Sweet Audrina, it is mostly gaslighting. Yeah. And any molestation kind of sort of happens off page. Like it's kind of like, uh, well, we do like get the whole black. scene where we get rape, hate, love, sex on top on a, of her a, empty grave. Her fake grave. That's pretty crazy. That is pretty crazy. But I don't know. This book, My Sweet I, Audrina, it's sort of like, um, it's just more exciting. What's the what's the word I'm looking for? Um, the benefits outweigh yes. the costs, yes. so to speak. In this one, I was just like truly sickened every time I, it was one of those scenes. Because it is written as though it is sexy. Yeah, that's the problem. And it's gross. And it's also like, it doesn't, 
what's weird about this is that it doesn't feel, I think this is the problem. It's not so fantastical that it doesn't feel like sordid and like, you know, kind of like forbidden and it's it, like not cute. It's not the incest cute. in this one isn't cute. It isn't. And it, it the it's other not, books. It, tr- it <laughs> in other books with incest, it sort of like feels like it's not really. Yeah. This one feels this very one, much like it is. You are just reading about a brother and sister fondling each other. Also, and it's real gross. It, yeah. It's not like in Forbidden Game where we were making jokes about yeah. the cousin being secretly in love with Jenny and yeah. we were like encouraging it. Yeah. If that had happened and it was like prolonged scenes of the cousin, Zach, I think, yeah, molesting Jenny in those books, yeah. not for it. That's the problem. I think it's the molestation aspect. And also, I mean, it just, this book is not as lush and like, like her decisions are too infuriating. What's the word? Goth. This book is not at all like gothic at all. And her other it's books are spooky. gothic. It's not. Yeah, it's not spooky at all. So I would say this is That's probably true. my least favorite one of these that I've read so far. Have we read a Niederman? Yes. Not as bad as yes. My Sweet Adrena 2. Oh, uh, White Fern. Yeah, White Fern. Was unacceptable. Yeah. Because like all of a sudden the sister gets uh, mentally disabled, but also hot. Yeah. And then also the husband just turns into complete evil. And yeah, it just it's 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 not like that. It's a it's not a great VC. It's not. But it's certainly better than a Niederman. To a point, though, where I was curious if this was fully written by her, though. I looked it up. Yeah. Because I was like, it doesn't this isn't peak VC. But I will say if it. If it had portrayed Carrie as going after, you can always tell it's a VC if the woman is still experiencing pleasure. Yeah. And if it's clear that the like need for sex comes from trauma, whereas in a Niederman, it's just like once they turn 13, they're sexual beings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Or like, um, you know what? Pubescent girls are just um, minxes. Yeah. Versus a VC story is like this person has experienced trauma and only correlates, like connects sex to feeling safe or feeling desired or that. Yeah. Like, and it doesn't matter how much the guy tries to tell himself that yeah. they're minxes. VC makes it clear that it's wrong. Yes. Niederman does not. So. This is like Niederman's like, what's a guy to do? Yes. Yeah. Like the guys say that in a VC, but we don't believe them. But you don't believe them exactly, because that's the thing. The but guy, you're not on their side. Yeah, yeah, you're not in their head. It's not about them. It's not about them. It's not. Um, uh, yeah. So it. it I don't was know. Hard. It was like. It just wasn't worth the price of reading those scenes. Yeah. It was so just, repetitive. I was, and was I was so pretty repetitive. bored. She I was pretty making bored. any sense. I was bored. And I was frustrated too. I was just really frustrated because of how little sense. And I was really frustrated by Julian's whole existence. Yeah. So yeah, it, if you're gonna, if you're in for some VC trauma, look elsewhere. Yeah. Cause you can find it in better forms. Mm-hmm. Um, so next week we're going to be reading The Snowman by R.L. Yes. Stein. Yes. Um, and, uh, if you want to support our show, 
you can um, do so in a monetary way at patreon.com slash teen creeps. We have a lot of cool stuff on there for you. Um, if you want to uh, do it in a non-monetary way, there you can uh, tell people about our show. You mm -hmm. can leave a review. You can set your settings to do automatically download the latest up. Mm -hmm. You can, um, I don't know. You can um, send us good thoughts. Yeah. You can um, write the name of the podcast on a piece of paper and then burn it in a candle on the new moon. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So all of those things. Um, speaking of Patreon, though, you can uh, be a Patreon producer which is at the $15 level, you get everything that everyone else gets, plus you get a personalized shout-out on the end of our show. So we wanted to thank our Patreon producers. Thank you to Ashley Fritz. Claire Moore. Danny. Emily Pooley. Karen Lewis. Kelly Burns. Christerina. Landry Desmond. Mandalay Wolschlager. Micah Eunice. Miguel Camacho. Molly Marks. Rogue Kalahua. Sarah Jaggers. Sarah Nichelle. Sasha Gibson. Sydney Bollinger. Victoria Beck. And Wendy Bartos. Thank you so much. We, we really appreciate really, you. really appreciate you guys helping us out that extra bit, um, which makes you a producer. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You help us, you help us make our show. Mm -hmm. So we'll see you in the snowman. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Keep it creepy. Forever dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by dog. Kelly Nugent. Lindsay Katai, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram, at Forever Dog Team, and liking our page on Facebook.